I'll say it after you say hello. G'day, everybody. Welcome back to the Better Blokes podcast, where we are just two blokes who are trying to be a little bit better. And a bit less of a shit cunt. Your mullet's getting really long. It is. How good is it? I haven't... Um, you turn to the side, and it's like, it's getting... I bet there's a flow in the, in the wind yet. Oh, it, it flaps. It flaps in the wind. Oh, yes. I, uh, I haven't touched the top or back of it um, maybe since February. So with uh, with the impending Europe trip, um, playing a bit of footy over there, I thought I might see how long I can get it before I go away. Um, the filthier, the better. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then upon my return, I will have to have to trim it back. But at least I, if I say... I um welcome back everybody uh to the oh i've already said welcome uh welcome back or welcome for the first time but generally just welcome back because we missed a week and in fact we haven't actually recorded for i think this is about two and a half weeks because of we recorded one a bit no three and a half weeks because i was away for no you've been gone for two weeks yeah so two and a half weeks Recorded just before you went two and a half weeks yeah so two and a half weeks um yeah just because I've been away, um, and we decided to give you guys a little break from our dulcet tones. So, Easter holidays, yeah, Easter holiday break. We'll give you that, yeah, a little Easter holiday break. Um, but if you are new around here, or if you're just a fucking coward, um, hit the like, hit the follow, hit the subscribe, the share, the notifications bell. Put it on your Instagram story. Tell your mum's dog about it. Every way that you can be a better bloke or bloquette by spreading the bloke word. So. Go and do it. The gospel of blokes. Yeah, I like that. I'm here for it. The gospel I, of I blokes. I thought it might have been a bit of a stretch. Spread the gospel. Don't t- spread the word. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> it was really good. Uh, good to spend a lot of, like it was just a lot of family time, um, which is, I think, like, I mean, I definitely feel like this in, in Sydney, um, but you especially when you don't live with family, you get really caught up in your own shit constantly. You just forget to check in and, and go and see people. But we had, um, we went down to uh, good old Radelaide for, which of course you're loving Adelaide at the moment. Um, after that great game on Thursday night, um, we went down to Adelaide for, uh, my grandma's birthday. So that was on Saturday two to two weeks ago yesterday. So it was her 90th birthday. Had like, there was like 20 people, there for lunch so it was um it was good energy and then after that um my brother his girlfriend and one of our cousins we actually went to a um, um there's a motor there's a motor museum in the in the adelaide hills yeah. um this, this is a bit of a weird story but my my recently deceased grandpa who passed away last year he was actually part of um an exhibit that they were put that they put on there about um, the General Motors factory that used to be in Adelaide because Grandpa worked there his entire life. Anyway, so he ended up being in this exhibit and they actually recorded an interview with him. So having not sort of having him being gone for just over a year now, we actually managed to go in and um and get to hear his voice, which was pretty awesome. Was um, that a bit? Was that weird at the same time? Like it's yeah. Of, little, was it a bit of a wig out? A little bit, but it also was like. I was pretty like, we were all kind of like a little bit emotional because we were like, yeah, yeah, like to kind of like hear grandpa talk and tell some stories was, was pretty cool. He also like, you could tell he was like, even in, cause he was pretty old when he did this interview. Um, 
even in telling that story, and you know, he was in a pretty like bad state with his health, but you could tell he was taking the piss a little bit because he was telling this story about how he went to work in Thailand and how he got a tie, this like like a tie is in a necktie, but he yeah. was working in Thailand and he kept using t- just saying tie to refer to both ties as in neckties and ties as in Thai people, and it was like. Like we, my, my brother and my cousin and I knew exactly what he was talking about. But if someone else was listening, they'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> what is wrong with this elbow? He's cooked. Yeah. So it was pretty cool. Um, and then my brother actually got engaged the next day. So we went back to our grandparents' old property, which they moved off um, a, couple, a few years ago and went to their property, which was awesome. And then um, that, uh, brother got engaged to his, his now fiance, which was really, really awesome, really cool. And then went to Singapore with my dad, um, which was um, stayed with him, which was really cool. A um, lot of good family time between us. Went for some big fucking bike rides, went to the Singapore Sevens. So, yeah, it was really fun, feeling really rejuvenated, refreshed, ready to get back into work and training. How about your yeah, last two yeah, weeks? been really fresh. Oh, thank you. You've had, you've had a fresh trim? I have. That's really? why I'm looking fresh. I wasn't even sure if it was that or the sun. Both. It's the sun mostly. <laughs> yeah, I had um, I had an interesting two weeks. You did. I've, I've in the la- since the last time I've seen you, that didn't include the Friday just gone. Yeah. Uh, I handed in my notice and finished up my job, which was fun. What? I know, crazy. Finished with your job. What are you doing now? I might be. Uh, I might just be unemployed for a while. I just been unemployed for yeah, a while. Might give, might give that a go. Sure, uh, Kira would love that. I'm just you, Kira's like, what are you doing next? Oh, I'm just a bit of fun employment, you know. Yeah, I, I thought might, you were I might try my hand being an artist. I don't know. See how that goes. <laughs> yeah. uh, you're a poet now. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. No, so um, yeah, for a while I've kind of made the decision that coaching long term isn't the career path that I wanted to be. Like, I don't see myself. In my thirties or forties, still being a PT, so I was like, "All right, well, let's go and make a change and and do something that I want to do that's gonna still allow me to live the life that I want to live and lead the life that I want to lead." So, um, I'm gonna go and operate cranes. You always struck me as someone that has a lot of fun playing with 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 building equipment with cranes. You definitely had a little construction site toy in your bedroom when you were a kid, didn't oh, you? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, all the little like um the diggers and stuff that you pedal yeah that's what that's what i grew up when, when you were in school in primary school and they said like what do you want to be when you grow up what did you go crane driver and um, i actually said bus driver was bus driver yeah not far off hey i thought it'd be really cool to drive a bus state transit's hiring you could get a job as a bus yeah. driver at one, at one point um i wanted i wanted to be a bin man because that seemed like fun this is all when I was like four or five and six. Like, yeah, please. This was when you were like 14, 15, and sixteen. This was two weeks ago. Before yeah, yeah. So I start my course, my first of two courses next week mm-hmm. to go and operate cranes. And um, so the first course I have to do is I have to become a, a dogman, which is essentially the lads who like rig up loads to be lifted. Yeah. But the actual course is called License to Perform Dogging. <laughs> oh my god that no, is the name of this a little card with my name on it my day that is the name of this episode license to perform dogging i've had a i've had a really like fun last 
two weeks as well. Yeah. You're like, cause, but I've had the same conversation with everyone. Like, oh, why are you doing it? Here's the reasons I'm doing it. Like, this is kind of what I want to get out of life. Like, I don't see myself like buying a house and, and kind of like starting a family while still working in PT. It just wasn't mm. for me. It was really fun to do in my early 20s. But as I kind of move in, as I get married at the end of the year and move into the next stage of life, I wanted something a bit more consistent and stable, a bit more kind of show yeah. to work, do your job. And then there's nothing like after that. Uh, in terms yeah. of like uh there's no like outside of there's not like after work care to be done yeah lines up your own curious schedule really well as well because now instead of it being like you kind of like going to and from work or starting really early while she's already there like you're kind of going to work at the same time and finishing at the same time yeah little, like little things like that like it's a lot of little things that just kind of add up to like a big thing like and it's a it's a really one it's a really good job to get like even just entry level straight off the bat and two it's a really good like springboard into like a long-term career which is mm. at the end of the day what i was looking for and, yeah. Uh, yeah i'm excited what's the long-term career from airplane or crane driver more cranes bigger cranes <laughs> <laughs> just more cranes yeah um no i'm really excited for you man like it's uh it's something that i think a lot of people can get a bit stuck in the their first job that they're doing after you know high school or after uni or something where they just go, oh, you know, I got this job. Everyone says it's a really good job. I'm going to keep doing this job because it's the job. Or you just go, this is the only thing I know, so it's the only thing I'm going to do. Um, when, oh, you're having a little Sunday, Sunday Avo beer? Yep. Great Northern. Great Northern, yeah. um yeah like it can be it's one of those things where like you can get really stuck in like just what you're doing and being like oh this is like the career for me or like it's not even it's a career for you but like i know how to do it i don't really enjoy it but i can do it and i get paid you know okay money um and so you're just like yep sweet it's what i'm doing but you're not it's not fulfilling and you don't actually get anything out of it and it probably doesn't like it may not actually support like your lifestyle like for instance you're someone like the way you and Kira want to like structure your lives is pretty like, you know, you work nine to five, Monday to Friday or relatively around that you get up, you go for a swim on a you know weekday morning. And then, you know, you walk the dog in the afternoon, you know, and you have your weekends free, that kind of stuff. So it really, really suits your lifestyle and what you want to do over the next few years. So it's like to have the, like the fucking balls, the fucking balls, dude, to just, uh, yeah, to just, learn a new skill, go out, do something that's slightly scary, but um, what may ultimately end up being better for you. Yeah, exactly. Like you've hit the nail on the head there. Like I got to the point as well where I've always taken the really strong stance that if you don't love coaching, you won't be good at it. And it had gotten mm. to the point where I was slowly but surely kind of falling out of love with the actual job. And from my point of view, I didn't want to be the kind of person who's like, oh, I'm going to take people's money and just kind of show up and like go through the motions and treat it yeah. like any other job because it is more than that. And it's like people are putting their faith in you to help them get from A to B and solve some, in a lot of cases, some fairly big um, and fairly substantial life issues. And if you're not fully on the ball, or you're not really like, if you're not buying into their goals as much as them are in a lot of cases, if you're not buying into into their goals more than they are well then you're not going to be able to help them and then you're just going to be taking money off them and they're not going to make progress they're just going to spin their wheels but also be losing money as they're doing it and that and then 
what happens is then people get demotivated and then they might leave the gym and not come back for three or four or five years. Whereas realistically, they'd be better off with someone who is still in that place of, oh, I love coaching, I love what I do. Like it's so often that you'd see new coaches start in the gym and they love training themselves, but they don't really think they love coaching and then they're gone four to eight weeks later. Mm. 100%. I mean, it's where that like, I don't know how true it is or like how accurate it is, but that stat that like half of, or like most personal training businesses don't go past six months or something like that. Yeah, it's like 70 or 80% of people that make it Yeah, and that's purely because like I think the amount that once you go past six months, like chances are you're probably going to do a couple of years minimum in, in the job. But the amount of people that just go, yeah, you're right. They're like, I love training. Ergo, I'm going to, that's Latin, by the way. I'm going to start coaching people. <laughs> a little raised eyebrows there. Yeah, like I love training. Therefore, I'm going to um, start coaching people. And then it's it's so different to, um, coaching is so different to training yourself. Um and I mean, like it kind of like it goes with like any career, as you mentioned, like, I mean, if you're not fucking fully buying into it, like, what's the point? Exactly. Yeah. Do something that's fun. You only get like, there's it's something like, I think it's, it will, it used to be 70 grand US per year was like, um, weight, like wages was, um, the, the like kind of tipping point of the happiness increases with money so once you got to that like 70k per year um us and i like this obviously was a couple years ago doesn't count count for inflation but once you got past there more money did not equal more happiness yeah um and so like if you're doing something purely for the money but you're already like if you you could do something that you enjoyed more that would still have you over that that amount and it's like you know, like doing it for the money is not going to have you fulfilled or feeling like good. And it's going to like, it's going to leach into other parts of your life. It's going to affect your relationship um, with, you know, your partner or your significant other. It's going to affect your relationship with your parents, your family, any potential kids, friends with yourself, you know, like people like, oh, you know, I want to get healthy and fit and strong. And then there's like, they hate everything that's going on in the rest of their life. And it's like, you got to sort that shit out before you have a chance of becoming like, of like having taking like a dramatic change in the way you look and feel because that's the, like the, what's the main part of your life. And, you know, if you're hating work and you go to work for 40 hours a week or more and you're hating every minute of it, chances are when you finish, you're going to do a bunch of behaviors that probably don't constitute you looking and feeling really good, but they're a lot easier and make you feel better in that short term because you need that short term gratification because you're not getting it from work. Then you turn into a shit cunt. Exactly. And then you have to listen to this podcast. So you know what? It, now that I've come full circle, I want more people to be doing the jobs that they hate for more money so that they become shit cunts and then have to listen to our podcast to get out of it. Nailed it. That's... um. Very sound advice, Robbie. That I don't think <laughs> <I can> take. <laughs> yes. So when it comes down to it, be a shit cunt so you can listen to the podcast and stop being a shit cunt. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of being a shit cunt, the footy on Thursday was awful. Yeah. Um, and that's all. How, I was how'd, how'd that feel? Because it's oh. it's obviously it's been a little bit since we've sat down and chat chatted. Um, and 
Yeah, Carlton, because they won the week before, didn't they? They pumped, was it North Melbourne? Yeah, they beat North Melbourne. They were not convinced against North Melbourne. They haven't been convinced oh, against anyone. Um, I thought, GWS, Daniel Gorringe put, put oh, it might have been the G- GWS game, but then, mate, the Swans last weekend against Port, my Shit. dad and I were looking at the scores because we were going out, we were just leaving the sevens and going out for dinner. And we looked at the score, I was like, sweet, because dad's from Adelaide and his team was Port Adelaide. And I was like, oh, sweet, Swans have got it, like, surely the game's over. We're having dinner, and then I just. Opened the phone. Oh, I'll just see how it finished. Fucking lost. Yeah. What? <laughs> it's like kind, after, kind of embarrassingly as well. Yeah, because we should. We were ahead by quite a bit at the end of the first quarter. Um, the game against Richmond on Saturday night, Friday night. I thought it was going to happen again. We were at. They brought it to within a goal in the third quarter. So it was something like uh, seventy-eight to like. 72 at one point in the third quarter, something like that. Uh, but then Tom Papley, just the fucking hero that he is, ran away with it. Four goals in the last, in the six goals in the second half, four in the four, uh, the last quarter, come away with a big, a big, big win. Um, Waratahs got up last night as well. Chiefs got up. So Dremoyne Dirty Reds rugby got up, which was a huge result. Shout out to the Reds boys. Um, season opener. Um, and then uh, Manchester United and well, Parramatta is about to kick off in about 15 minutes and Manchester United are playing in the morning. So it could be a good weekend for Robbie's sports team. Touch wood. I don't know what that feels like. Have a good weekend <laughs> in sport. I've never fucking shouted at the TV as much as I did on Thursday night. <laughs> I've never been more frustrated by a game of football. Did you scare Kieran? Any discipline, sorry. Did you scare Kira and Diesel? Because you were shouting that much? Uh, she was just as fed up as I was. I, really? Yeah. Love that. Kira's a big Blues fan. I'm here for it. She has um, She has given it to us. She said, can you stop talking about football on the podcast? Because she doesn't want to listen to a football podcast, which is the exact reason I brought it up. <laughs> just to make sure that there's at least a little bit of football chat. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, I did see a great meme that was like, um, ladies, you should uh, search for guys whose sports teams are always really bad. Um, because those are the really loyal ones. So that's just proving that you're a loyal guy. Yeah. You just, you're not here for success. You're here for creating, a, being part of a community. Passion. Commitment, relationships. Yep. All the words. Shit football, here for it all. Yeah. Good cunt, shit football. You know what's weird now that I don't work in a gym? What? I now have to pay for gym membership, which I haven't had to do in... Nearly four years. Must be hard. Must be hard, Matt. I know. <laughs> so, you know the way when people join FP, just say, imagine you're a member. Um, I believe it's actually OP. It's one okay. playground. Sorry. Um, did, Justin did you, didn't dump whatever. The formerly known as Fitness Playground. <laughs> amount of money into a, a new rebranding just for you to go about saying Fitness Playground. I've called it Fitness, like, it's been Fitness Playground up until like three weeks ago. <laughs> I've been there over three and a half years. It takes a while, like it, it takes a while to change. But anyway, anyway, go on. So the way their referral program works is: say, imagine you're a member. I want to join a gym. You refer me. I join up. We both get two weeks free on our membership. As a nice yep. little, thanks for signing up. 
Well, the mm. gym I ended up joining does a ref- similar referral program, but Kira refers me. I sign up. She gets the free time. I get nothing. And I was like, but then what's the incentive for me to set, to get referred? To go and train with Kira. Yeah, I know, but like a bit of free time would have been nice. Look, I mean, when it comes down to I'm it. I'm just like, being a cheap, cheap bastard. You're being a cheap bastard. It's what? How much are you paying per week? I don't know. I th- I think it's... If you don't know how much it costs per week and you're getting annoyed that you're not getting free weeks, you're a cunt. <laughs> don't be cheap, Andy. <laughs> I think it's like 22-something a week. Yeah. 21-something. I mean, like, realistically, it's like... The free week is just like, it's such a, it's a, you don't miss it when you don't, you don't really miss it when you don't get it. But if you know that it exists somehow, you get really upset and like want it. But it's like, you know, you're not actually getting anything from it. I was weird, this like thought that popped into my head when Optus had that data breach at the end of last year. Um, and I actually had, um, I was somehow affected by it, not very much. And then Medibank had a data breach as well. A little bit of me was like, fuck, they should give me a free month. And then I was like, mate, that's like, it doesn't, it doesn't really work like that. Like they also couldn't afford to do it because they then had to pump hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars into fixing their shit systems. Yeah. Well, I mean, they should just give me free months. I'm kidding. Yeah. It does, no, that's I my point. Agree. It doesn't actually make a difference. <laughs> no, it doesn't. They stop complaining about having to pay. up on the same day. Regardless yeah. of my also, pay. Andy, little side note, this is just coming at you from a position of privilege because the majority of the world are not like us or you formally and have to pay for gym memberships. And it is an expense that they have to take into account to their life. So they I can't spend money on other things like beers or going to the movies or um taking their uh, fiancé down to Melbourne to go and watch footy and get their rings resized. They don't always get to do shit like that because they got to pay for gym memberships. So just be grateful of the last three and a half years getting a free gym membership. I am very grateful. Good. What are you going to do training-wise now that you're a um, just kind of no around. longer a fitness professional? Yeah, just kind of fuck around a bit. Um, I hurt my back a few weeks ago, so... Did you do that? Oh, mate. I was deadlifting and I was warming up and I did a set of three with 130 and it didn't feel great. As in, like, a few of the reps, they just felt the position felt awkward off the floor. So I was like, I'll do another warm up set at 130 before I go heavier again. And then I fixed my positioning, but for whatever reason, didn't like I didn't brace as properly. And I just kind of, yeah, just I felt a pop in my back with 130 kilos. And I was like, Oh, that's, that's not hard. ideal. No, it's I think it's one of those. It's only yeah, it's one of those things, especially with like deadlifting, where um, because you you're like if you notice a technical like diff change, like so if you notice something wrong with your technique, and then you go to fix that, because like chances are you're going to forget to do something else that you've been focusing on because you're yeah. having to draw your attention somewhere else. Yeah, that's exactly. Um, what happened. Yeah, so it's like you know, and when. I found that like when I, I did some deadlifts with Dave a couple of weeks ago and I had him there and he was giving me the cues and I was able to react to the cues as he gave them to me. And then when I went to do it by myself the next week, I was like, what the fuck? Like 
I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to do this. Like I was just, my brain just wouldn't, wouldn't uh, cope or concentrate with it. So yeah, I can understand doing that. And I mean, if you are a regular trainer and you have not got deadlifted too heavy back um, at some point in your life, then you haven't been lifting heavy enough. Okay. <laughs> Dude, I get it all the time. Do you want to know who is an absolute fiend for it? Chris Mavros. Sure <laughs> you ever right. see him? I mean, you wouldn't see it because you're not going to work there anymore. But if you'd ever see him, he'd go to pick something up and he'd do a really, really straight back squat to pick it up, like not bend over at all. You know, you deadlift yesterday, Chris. He'd be like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> you can always pick it because it's a real straight, like stiff back. Like there's no, there's no like hinge forward as you, as he squats. And it's, uh, all, it's like a chest is up and eyes are forward and then just grabs down or whatever he needs from the ground. It's a classic, hey, you deadlifted too much yesterday and your back's a bit sore. Yeah. I find as well, for whatever reason, sumo's re- like pulling sumo recently has not felt great on my back. Even w- before I hurt myself, like it just didn't feel as comfortable as it used to, which is annoying. But just throw up and pull conventional. Fucking let me finish. Saying conventional has felt better. <laughs> just grow up and pull conventional. It's odd because <laughs> conventional has never felt good to me. That could, I mean, that could be just some of your biomechanics that like... They've probably changed since I don't weigh 70 kilos anymore. Yeah. It could be those those wide childbirthing hips that you need to... Yeah. Need to have your feet out in order to create the external rotation. Yeah. Look at me with my biomechanical knowledge. My, my big power belly getting in the way. <laughs> you want a power belly? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, my physique goals just get a, a gut but have abs on it gut with abs yeah all right sunny webster and sean mcenroy <laughs> that's it yeah <laughs> i'm not gonna say that um yeah well i mean that's the dream for you um this is gonna be a short one today guy today folks because Andy has to go walk his dog because um, if Diesel doesn't get walked at exactly 4 p.m. Well, it's because there's other things planned outside I'm, of that. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's more we're being picky with the time, not the dog. We're yeah, I know. <laughs> I know, Andy. I get it. Do you – I'm kind of springing this on you, but do you have a shower thought uh, or oh, a rain? I do. I've, I've thought of like three while you were away and I oh, wrote nice. them down. The first one, and this is, um, oh, I've gone out of focus. Gone a lot out of focus. Um, the first one is quite prevalent because I just got a new one uh, to use as like a, a therm, like a coffee mug. You know the way like girls love the Frank Green bottles and the, they'll just carry them over the massive ones? Mm. Yetis are Frank Green bottles for blokes. For, for guys, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I was in the shop, I was in the uh, Moor Park Barbecue World or whatever the fuck they call it. <laughs> <laughs> like that. <laughs> it might just be more park barbecues, but I'm pretty are. sure there's a fourth word in there. And uh, I was all as near all the Yeti stuff. I was like, "Fuck me! If I had the money, I could walk out of here with everything." It's like you I want to really buy the Yeti cooler as well, the, the mm. Bigeski, but it's um they're like six hundred and fifty bucks. We we have one. My housemate bought one. It's not the biggest one, but it like they're like forty five liter one. It's got a ruler on it. So you can measure the fish that you catch. Nice. Then we don't fish. No, I know. <laughs> I'm aware. 
<laughs> it just sits behind our couch until we go to like something that we need a, a cooler for and we just have a way too big a cooler. Yeah, I, I really want one. I think they're class. Yeah. But they're ridiculously expensive. But it's kind of one of, it's the it's a good case of you buy cheap, you buy twice. Like you're spending mm. money on something that you'll have for quite a long time. Yeah. And like with my one liter Yeti bottle, I don't know, like that, the cap, the seal inside the cap was getting all fucked. Getting a bit rank, yeah. Yeah, mm. but it was a five year warranty. Email them, they sent me a new one. Really? That's yeah, a new cap. I'm here for it. I just um, the video is a bit leaking, but yeah. <laughs> well, uh, well, my shower thought, it's actually kind of like, it's a bit of, it was this interesting tactic that I, um, that I, I managed to pull uh, on the way back from Singapore. So, um, when I flew, it was flying to Singapore, I flew with dad and dad's uh, a frequent flyer on Singapore. So he gets, um, even when he's flying economy, he gets like the business um, things. Like he can go into the lounge and gets like priority boarding and priority baggage as well. So because I was flying with him, my bags got, um, I got all the like priority stuff as well. And I was like, damn, it feels good to be a gangster, like just strutting around, look at me, just being out the lounge, blah, blah, blah. Um, but when I was coming, so I had a priority like little orange uh, bit of card on my um, my bag tag when I was flying to Singapore. So when I was coming back, I really carefully peeled it off the bag tag and then got the new bag tag on and put the priority card just in that one as well. <laughs> my bags came so quick in sydney they came so quick that they came before so my aunt and uncle just happened to be on the same flight from singapore to sydney with me um but they were in business class and my bags came before them nice happy days i was like i wonder if this will work like i wonder if you know and then my bag came and i was like fuck yes nailed it so yeah that's a little tactic guys if you ever are lucky enough to get a priority like bag little card thing when you fly hold on to it and just keep reusing it on different bags how, just providing it's the how right many people actually get to use that um piece of advice i don't know yeah i don't know but if one person gets to use it i've helped one person and that's what counts that's true start to right. work your way up from there exactly you know just changing one person's life I think that might be us for today, guys. So it's just a short one just to welcome me back to the country and farewell Andy from coaching as he prepares to get his license to to raw dog. Is that what it was? License license to perform dogging. License to doggy style. Sweet. All righty. One of the above. Yeah. Um, Have a good week, guys. We'll be back with hopefully a more full-length episode next Monday. Um, But between now and then, Go Swans, go Eels, go Waratahs, go Manchester United, go Dremoyne Dirty Reds, go Chiefs, and fuck Carlton. That's a bit rude. Yay! All right, see you guys.